Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, it's Lori. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. I'm excited to um, be sharing with you today about the topic of children and walking through this path of divorce and separation when you have children. And you may not have kids yet, but I really want you to stay tuned in and listen to this because I guarantee you probably can think of someone who you know that is going through a divorce or separation and they have children. And so this will be a great episode for you to share with them, but also it'll give you insight so you know how you can come alongside them and encourage them. In episode 89, I did the podcast on how to forgive those who have hurt you. And in that episode, I talked about my relationship with my dad and how I had to forgive him for many of the things that happened in our childhood, but also for things that happened when he was away from the home, ways that I felt like he had failed me. And I talked about how I walked through that forgiveness with him. If you haven't heard that episode, it's a great one if I do say so myself, but I know it's encouraged many people, so you can go back and check it out. But since then, we have had some people reach out and ask some more detailed questions about how we handled situations in our home when my parents were divorced, when they were separated, specifically how the situation between parent and child was handled. And so I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit today. Now, let me preface this by saying I'm not giving you specific advice because every situation is different, but I want to explain how things were handled in our house. I also want to point you to some scriptures that I think will help you um, as you're navigating these waters. Let me go back a little bit and start at the beginning for those of you who are new. My dad moved out 19 times in the first 19 years of marriage. When things would get bad, he would pack a bag and he would say he's leaving. It became where it was just common. Like they would have a fight. There would be screaming and yelling. Dad would pack a bag, slam a door, and he would leave. And sometimes he would be gone for a couple of hours and sometimes he would be gone overnight And I know that personally, I just became immune to it where he left and it was like, okay, we'll see you later because I knew that eventually he would cool down and he would be back. And I have two brothers. I have an older brother, Tim, and I have a younger brother, Tom. And shockingly, they let me be the mouthpiece for the family. (laughs) They are both very quiet people, and once you get to know them, they're very chatty, but they have never really um, had a desire to speak outwardly about their life through divorce and separation. Um, I know one of our board members is constantly asking Tim, when are you going to do a podcast? And so far, he's refused. So I won't speak for them, but I'll just share the way I felt when this was going on. And I've shared with my mom many times, and my dad knew this as well, the final time he moved out, there was kind of a sense of relief. And it felt like things were going to be peaceful. We were very aware there was marriage problems. 
we being children um, that were teenagers and preteens at the time and younger, my little brother was in elementary school. We didn't know the extent of the marriage problems. We didn't know the extent of the unfaithfulness. It was just obvious to us that there was an issue. And so when he finally did that final goodbye and we realized that day after day after day, he wasn't coming back and then lawyers started getting involved, it was evident that this was going to be a permanent situation and I was okay with it. I was ready to have peace. I was ready to not have my mom feel stressed out. I was ready to not have the fighting in the house. I thought if he was gone, everything would be better. Well, that was the case for a temporary portion of time. But then we started having to meet up with my dad. And my parents came to an agreement on how we would spend time with him through their separation. And then it became a legal issue where um, the courts decided that we would be spending time with him. And according to court documents, this is what that would look like. Our time with my dad was definitely very erratic and he was definitely one to cancel and just say, well, I'll stop by the house instead of having the kids over. He didn't have a house or an apartment that could accommodate us spending the night. So we never really had to spend the night with him alone um, in the beginning. And that was a blessing. If you could just imagine for a second, put yourself in your kid's shoes, what they're going through to not only see mom or dad not living at home, but now they're being asked to go to this strange place and to live there for two or three days at a time with their parent who is supposed to be living at home with them. And it's very confusing for children. It's very upsetting for children. And it's a big ask for children to be put in that situation. So I said it in the forgiveness podcast that I just shared about, but I'm going to say it again. If your kids are acting out or you see your children being more irritable prior to the weekend that they're going with their other parent, just understand what's probably happening in their life. And what is happening is probably just a buildup of stress and anxiety as they anticipate what's coming and where they have to go and the unknown that they're facing. In our childhood, my dad would always default to my mom to let her plan vacations and outings. And he just kind of let her set that pace for what we did. Well, through the separation and divorce, when we would be spending time alone with him, he had to come up with things to do with us. And he definitely tried to shine. I refer to him as Disney dad because he was trying to just plan the most luxurious outings, things that would be so fun for us, um, things that we weren't doing with my mom, especially at the time, because he had left her with all of the bills, with the house to pay for, and was not very consistent in helping carry any of that financial load. So she was at home struggling to pay bills, and he was taking us to get ice cream at the best ice cream place in town, and taking us to go to the airport and sit near the runway so we could watch the planes fly overhead, and taking us to these just magnificent outings. And 
we loved it at the time. But in hindsight, I realized what he was trying to do. And it was really just trying to buy our affection and buy our approval and to kind of um, ease the pain and the struggle that he was facing, feeling like he was failing us as children by leaving. And he had talked about that when he came home, that he just wanted to feel like despite the choices he was making, the kids were okay, we were happy, and we were not going to be impacted by it. And those outings, those outings helped him feel that way. When my dad became involved with another woman and that relationship started getting serious, he wanted us to spend time with her and with her children. And the outings became bigger and just better outings. And he would just talk up how great this woman's children were and how excited he was for us all to be together. And my older brother would get out of going to a lot of these um, because he was a teenager. And so he was working often. And my younger brother and I didn't have that excuse. So we would end up having to spend time with them and having to go to this woman's house and she would want to bake cookies and do things like that. And I remember one time when um, she had set up for us to bake cookies at her house and she was so excited and my dad was so excited. And I mean, they thought they were building a scene right out of the cleavers. But I said to her, I don't bake cookies with my mom. I'm not baking cookies with you. And I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but I'm thinking my mom is working 50 hours a week and trying to take care of us and trying to take care of a house. And she doesn't have time to bake cookies with me. And I felt like I was betraying her by baking cookies with this other woman. Well, that didn't go over well, but she understood what I was saying. And those situations would sometimes repeat themselves where I would push back on things they wanted to do. My mom was wonderful during this season to us and encouraging us to spend time with my dad and the other person, to enjoy our time with them. She on the inside was crushed and was sick to her stomach every time we were together, but she never let on to us about that. She never shared those concerns. All she did was say, that's your dad and you need to love him and respect him. And that is what she constantly showed us. Ephesians 6, 1 says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Colossians 3, 20 reiterates that children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. And that's what my mom was constantly teaching us and telling us to do. And she was living that out by being an example of boldness and security for us. When we would go with my dad, she was encouraging. She would ask how our time together was. I don't ever remember her talking negatively about it. I don't ever remember her even speaking unkind of the other woman. Um, she just did not do that. And that was completely appropriate. We were children and we could not process the adult nature of what was happening in their relationship. And so I would encourage you, do not bring adult situations into the lives of your children. They are children. Let them be children. At that time, we needed the relationship with our dad. We needed to be with him and we needed him to be with us. And 
That is why my mom was so encouraging of it. Someone wrote and asked us how to handle it when her daughter refuses to go to her dad's. She feels uncared for, not treated well. She feels like she's treated differently than younger siblings. And that is a common question that we receive because so many families are struggling with how to make this situation work when your children have to go to another parent's house. And I would just encourage you with what I've already talked about. You need to encourage your children to love and respect the parent. Now, if they're in a situation where there's something unsafe, where they're with maybe other people and living in an environment that is unsafe, where there could be drugs or alcohol or abuse or things like that, that are unsafe, then you need to speak to your spouse about that and address the concerns you have. You don't need to put your children in harm's way to be obedient. And you might have to go to court to talk to the courts about the concerns you have. But if it just comes down to a rebellious child that doesn't want to go to a parent's house, then you need to really lovingly encourage them to go. It is an awkward situation. And just like this girl is not wanting to go and be with her father, I completely can identify with that. I was very well aware that being a teenager and being in that environment, I was the one who would push back on things. And my younger brother was the one who was being coddled and all of the attention was going to him. And I can understand what this girl's walking through. I completely feel for her in the situation that she's in. But in situations like this, we have to keep encouraging our children to love and respect their parent. This is a great opportunity if you have older children or teenagers to really talk to them about how they can be an example of Christ for their parent or for that other person while they have the opportunity to be with them. And without going into a lot of details of your stand or where you're at in your marriage relationship, it's a great way to just say, hey, I really want mommy to be living at home with us, but right now she's not. And I know that you're praying that she will move home. And this weekend while you're with her, enjoy your time together, but use it as a time to pray that she will see how much she's loved and that she can come home and be with us. And you could just share that much with your children and let them be little prayer warriors in the situation that they're in. The Bible is clear on our roles as parents. And it's God is the head of the household and the parents and the children are below that. And I don't believe that divorce changes those roles. I think that you have to be careful when you're divorced or separated, living in different homes, that your children don't come between you and your spouse as parents. It is definitely a challenge because you may not have a spouse who communicates well with you, especially about issues relating to parenting. Or you may have a spouse that sees your child twice a month. And other than that, you're in charge. But it's very important to still keep that role as respected in the eyes of your children. And so your spouse knows, hey, we may not be living in the same house or we may be legally divorced, but we are parenting these children together. And I want us to talk about how we can handle this situation. I want us to agree on how we can deal with this. 
and show your spouse the love and respect that you're asking your children to show them. And then my final piece of advice would be to pay attention to the cues that your children are giving you. Pay attention to the stress that you see them under. Pay attention to their attitudes or lashing out. And maybe you need to talk to your spouse about changing a situation. Maybe you can come to an agreement where overnights are hard for your child. And so you agree to having more day visits and not an overnight visit. Or maybe the back and forth during the school week is putting added pressure on the family. And so you talk to your spouse and try to work out, maybe we could do school days at one house and the weekends at another house. Whatever you work out, go into it with the mind of Christ. You are the example of Jesus Christ for your spouse. You are being the example of Jesus for your children. And I know that right now you may be in a situation where it seems like you're dealing with a very unresponsive person and a person who doesn't want anything to do with talking about what's best for the family or for the children right now, but leave it with the Lord and let him work out the details of this. And he is so faithful, he will do it. So just leave it with him and let him worry about the details. Some of you are probably listening to this and feeling like you would love to have to deal with these problems because you're dealing with the opposite. A spouse who's walked away and has abandoned their children has no contact with them. And our hearts break when we hear of these situations. It is so common and it is so hard to understand how a parent could ever walk away from a child and not reach out to them. But we've seen it happen time and time again. And I would just encourage you, parents who are walking through this right now, to just remind your children that they are loved, that God loves them, and that he sees them and cares for them. And if it's a dad that's missing, look for a man in your church who is married and can be a mentor to your child. And if it's a mom who has walked away and is missing, look for a woman in your church who, again, is married and can be a mentor. It might be a youth pastor. It might be their children's pastor. It might be an elder in the church, but build a relationship with them and just find that person. If you think about the people in your kids' lives, you can probably even think of one who you know that is close with your family, who has a good relationship with the Lord and would be a godly example to them through this season. Kids need the influence of a man in their life and kids need the influence of a woman in their life. And so ask God to just present the people to you that would be a good fit to help you as you're parenting without that spouse, to help you just be there for your children in those areas of life where they need a male or female that's missing. I know that if you could change your circumstances you would not be walking through this situation right now. Your family would be intact. Your family would be happy. Your family would be serving the Lord together and your prayers would be answered today. But I trust God and I trust his timing. And I would just like to say from a person who lived through it and had some very hard years as a teenager going through the ups and downs from my parents' divorce and separation and what that meant to me as a teenager and how I acted out. 
I would say that God has definitely answered the prayers of a faithful mother who never gave up on praying for her family, who never gave up on praying for her husband. And she was in the position, like she has shared with you all many times, where her number one goal was not marriage restoration. Her number one goal was that Bob Steinkamp was serving the Lord and was being obedient to him, and that her children were serving the Lord and being obedient to the Lord. And that is what she prayed for and continues to pray for till this day. That's how she prays for her family. And God has used the situations that I have walked through to change my relationship with him and to give us a testimony that can help other people. And I know right now it might feel like your days are dark and your kids are hopeless and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel and your situation feels like it's never going to change. But God is able to turn around the things that you cannot see. So I pray that you would just continue to trust him, to trust his timing, lead your children. You are the spiritual leader right now in your home if your spouse has left. So you are the one that needs to guide them. So as they navigate the waters of visitation with a parent, as they navigate the waters of having to communicate with a dad or a mom who's not in the home anymore, be the example for them to show them how they can carry themselves and how they can still glorify God while they're walking through these tough days. I want to share something with you that my dad wrote, and you can find this on our website under resources and prayer resources. We have a document called Prayers of Our Children, and at the bottom of it, my dad wrote the following, and I think it really will resonate with you and what we're talking about today. For three days, I've been receiving replies to Charlene's request for the prayers of Standard's children. Each one has struck me like a jab in the belly. My own three children, ages 6, 13, and 16 at the time, could have been praying the identical prayers when Charlene and I divorced. I will never fully understand why my own selfish needs were so important that I did not listen to my kids, my wife, and my Lord. Father, please forgive me. If you have left your family, either emotionally or physically, I beg you to spare those who love you all the hurt and pack up and go home today. As one who has been there, I can promise you that the shame that you think will accompany going home will not be there. Your covenant mate, your kids, and your Lord will look at you as their hero just because you did what was right that you will be because you're saving a family. Secondly, I can also promise you that the thrills that you will experience back at home far exceed the temporal stuff that you and I have experienced while out in the far country of life. Things will be different back at home if Jesus is placed first. He will forgive you if you will only ask and help you and your mate to make it. I will always recall that on July 7th, 1987, I went home. Today would be a grand time to always recall that you went back to your marriage. How do you do it? Just go home. God will work out the rest. May he bless you as you consider doing what we both know deep inside is right. Bob Steinkamp. I know that you are raising kids that will be accepting of a mom or dad when they listen to the Lord and finally go home. And that's what you need to keep doing. Raise children who are looking to Jesus for the support 
asking for the strength they need and trying to be more like him each and every day. And they can do that even in the hard times. Thanks for listening. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.